And how about if if you consider yeah. now don't get hung up on the most. Okay, that's that's one of those that could trip us up. Alright, so we don't want the most. Just one of the most compelling things that you've uh, seen this week. So some, some of the folks here have been on retreat. Some are some are uh, coming in just coming in for this evening. Some have been in the kitchen. No, they've been on retreat too, haven't they? <laughs> uh, so uh, what's kind of the, one of the most compelling sorts of things that you've seen? Thanks. I was just relating to my partner that uh, when I was coming down to the monastery last week, uh, I had just been musing over the assignment from the how you do anything. There's an assignment about how you convey difficult information, how you receive difficult information. And I had remembered it as how you convey or receive hard information. And so as I was walking down, I remembered that I, at one point a monk asked you, you asked the monk how it was going, the monk said it was hard, and, and you said, what is hard? And, uh, and so I, what, I was, what I saw was, well, what is hard? You know, what is hard? And what I was seeing was that hard in the sort of ugly sense is uh, something that threatens or offends or disturbs ego. That ego is the only one who experiences hard that way. Mm-hmm. But then I was seeing that there's another kind of hard that's a kind of exhilarating hard. You know, the kind of, let it, you know, giving it your all kind of hard. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> that actually ends up, you end up just feeling kind of energized and whoa, I didn't know I could do that and stretched. So then I had an ROV call where I was talking about this and what, I, and what I saw was that what conditioning will do, this is the, the insight you're asking about, what conditioning will do is hold up the first kind of heart to keep me from discovering the second kind of heart. Uh-huh. You know, to keep me from doing the thing, uh-huh. which what, if I do it, will actually end up being the second kind of heart. Uh-huh. That was really helpful to see. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, because if they can stop you from finding out what's possible for you, you're going to stay right there in close relationship with it forever. Yeah, yeah. yeah and I've been, I've been <clears throat> you know, following or telling a group about this ongoing workshop I'm having with political phone calls, mm-hmm. and uh, which, which everything, everything in me has said, no, 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 you don't do that, I don't do that, I hate that, it's, that's too hard. So I've been doing it once a week at the phone bank. I just came from that uh, phone bank. And uh, I can't say that I... Um, love it, but it's no longer hard in that first sense, uh-huh. you know. And it just—it's been a—it's been a workshop, you know, an invitation to just to move beyond the first kind of hard to see if the second kind of hard is actually what's there. Mm-hmm. And I suspect—I don't know if you do—but I suspect that if you kept going, you would—you would end up loving it. Well, I, I end up feeling really pleased that I did it. Yes, you know, feeling satisfied that this person did that. Satisfied that you did it. Interested in in what happens, mm-hmm. have those moments of uh, making contact with somebody right. that is extraordinary. Yep. All kinds of things start coming out of it that yeah. we, we were meant to miss. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> just briefly, because that feels like um, similar to one of the things I've seen. So my call on kind of around about wow, there's so many amazing things and. Um, and that, I mean, it's so obvious, right? But, yes, there are so many amazing things, starting with this one. And this, being here with this, is amazing. <clears throat> so, it, it, let me see if I'm following you. So, you get information that there are so many amazing things. Mm-hmm. And what you're seeing is, seeing that there are so many amazing things is probably the most amazing thing. And that everything, so it completely relates to the how assignment, actually, of your favorite childhood memory. It was so fascinating to hear different people talk about that on the show. I could have talked for seven weeks about my favorite childhood memories. Up or on and on and on. 
And you know what they were? Things like the smell of the pine needles baking on the path to the beach, and the dune grasses, and the copper measuring cups hanging on the wall, and the pictures in our storybooks. I remember those pictures, like, literally, like, they're magic. And it's, you know, if I picked it up now, it would be a children's book. That's a children's book. Mm-hmm. But everything about it was magical. And, like, the way the path to the beach was, like, kind of went through the... I mean, just all these things that I know if I went there today, I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is a house on the beach, <laughs> you know? And or the outdoor shower, which is my favorite one, because I'm a bitch you replicated. Yes. <laughs> and I mean, and if if I saw that outdoor shower today, it's literally a, a pipe that comes out of the ground with a shower in it. <laughs> but I mean, I just thought it was the best thing in the entire world. I still love them to this day. <laughs> so delightful. But I I did see so much about myself in that, and I saw how how delighted I am with things and how the only that's so conditioning uses that to work on me basically there's this there's this there's this there's this there's this I think at the time that's what it was everything was magical because I was just here but now those other things are magical because you're just here right but when you were a kid you stayed there Exactly. And yes. as an adult, we're trained to pursue those things yes. instead of just staying in the magic. Yeah, yeah. And I think that really, training is a good word. I think that's really what's unfolding as I'm looking at it this week is there's a training to stay here with this because I want to, mm-hmm. not because I should, you know? Well, because it's way more fun. Exactly. And it's, it's way more exciting than going off with something, and then, well, no, maybe it should have meant, well, but, yeah, but I, uh, it's not that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all in a conversation. Mm-hmm. That all it takes is exiting the conversation, and then, boom, there it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So fun. So fun. I do a children's book. <laughs> <laughs> I think that is on your agenda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, just to follow up that, um, uh, when we were talking about the childhood memories thing, I got on a record and I started listing them, or naming and remembering as many as I could, and it was could, could have gone on a long time also. And the, um, uh, the thing that I found fascinating is that, without realizing it, I was um, giving childhood memories from when I was 35, 42, <laughs> right? It just like got all the way through, and I started throwing in memories of things I watched my kid do that are actually... I hope can be permanent, um, but it's uh, it's sort of all blended You together. never know, do you? No, because your exactly. memories are going to be something like the pine needles. Right. <laughs> <laughs> if we put her in a Disney World, so yeah, and so the the um, she'll remember whatever she remembers. She's she's at that age still where she might remember nothing so far. Right. Um, but the uh, but I'll remember her running around. Yes. And being, you know, there was, um, I'll share one from there. Oh, um, nice. So she's uh, chasing soap bubbles with a whole gang of other kids. And a lot of kids are yelling, ah! And she's yelling, I'm having so much fun! <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is that um, where I was going with this is that all this, my childhood memories, like, where's the line of childhood? And so what, what that connects for me is when we're here, when I'm here, I'm enjoying myself, and there isn't, like, a age line to that. Yes. In fact, uh, when you look, when you're in that place and you look, you, you can't tell. I can't tell. Exactly. You, have, you have to stop and remember how old you are. Yeah. Yeah. And the, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, wait a minute, that wasn't pretty funny, but it's like, sure it was. Um, you know, and then just to report the flip side, what the, the attack that tries to come for that is like, oh, well, uh, you know, um, say one of my memories was water skiing. It's like, well, 
you don't want to see that anymore. You need to get out of water sooner. Which, sure, that'd be fun. But, but it's not like my life is miserable now. It's not like my, it's trying to tell me that my life is not fun because I'm not doing the things I would do in those lists, which is ridiculous. But it's just a way to get me out of, out of that memory and into a conversation about the memories. Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and especially a conversation that's going to lead you to kind of like this life. Yeah, to Yeah. Yeah. So, silly. Very good. Thank you. Rebecca? Um, okay, I have a story about when you never know what your kids are going to remember. We, we, when my son was about eight, seven or eight, we took our Christmas tree down from the attic and opened it's an artificial one, obviously, and we opened it. <laughs> <laughs> to the larger community. I lived in a small town and and we would get together at a little lake and you know and, and we would you know it, and spark sparklers on Fourth of July and doing things with other families and you know potlucks and things like that. It was so much about community. Mm-hmm. And um and this other memory came in where and my, my mother was a single mom with five kids, and so we relied on that larger community a lot. You know, my friends, you know, father-daughter banquets, I would go with my best friend's father, you know, and things like that. And, and um, so this memory came in of where I think it, shut, it, it did some damage to that. And it was when my best friend's mom was taking me with her daughter to get our physicals for Girl Scout camp, and... Um, my mother, God love her. Did I mention she had five kids? Yeah. She could not have her five kids. Five kids times that tree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but she, she sent me, she had lost the form. And so she was a librarian. And so she had made a copy on one of those envelopes that you stick in the back of books, you know, that has a card. <laughs> it's funny, right? And so my, my best friend's mom and the doctor are sitting there, and, you know, and, and he looks at the card and he kind of looks at it. And, you know, and my girl, my, my the friend's mother, they laugh. Yeah. And I just, and then she saw what she, and I, I, you know, they loved me. I was all part of their family, so it was nothing but pure. And she, she, uh, she said, "Oh, I know, Muriel did this so so well with all, you know, she does so well with everything." Yes, yeah, so it was like kind of, and that almost kind of made it worse. Oh yeah. And it, it clarified exactly what was exactly going on. And it was, I think, you know, I was sitting there doing the exercise the other night, and I think that was probably the first time I realized that what I saw as all of us, maybe everybody didn't see, it's just, we're all just one. We're all family in a way, you know? And... And it it definitely did put me feeling like a notch below, you know? But more than that, it was the truncating of that innocence, you know? Yeah. Now, I don't know, I, I suspect strongly that it ties in with this koan of never being able to really 
succeed or accomplish. Um, and it and it feels like it's something to do with that innocence of playing, of playing. Well, and one of the aspects that you said about the the succeeding, if I recall correctly, was uh, you can do things if, if you're part of a group, mm-hmm. but if you're on your own, then that's right. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, I would project you really felt on your own. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the karma then that keeps playing out is this expansive oneness is enough. You're on your own. And the payoff is, <clears throat> would be like, I get to feel a notch below and inept or whatever. Separate. For sure, separate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if, uh, if what we suspect it has merit, um, then we do go around through life replicating our childhood. Yeah. So that would that would fit very well with that. Do you mean the? Do <coughs> mean? Well, I don't know if this is what you mean, but I'm but I'm kind of interpreting that this whole community theme that my whole life has had. Um, I'm wondering about that. Mm-hmm. And then on to the uh, things will work if I can do it if I'm part of the, mm-hmm. but then it never quite works out that way and you wind up feeling like you're on your own again. Yeah. And and judged and criticized it. And, and fooled and tricked, sort of, you know, like sucker, you thought, you know, like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We had this really great workshop this afternoon where we got to do some art and go outside and practice one of the favorite things that you've had us do many times, which going up to a tree or an object or anything, really. And um, do you love me? tree, I love you, I love you, and then do you love me, and then um, well, it was just interesting what you were saying about there's no, that there's no age limit, because what I was surprised about with the, the art project of this card that we made was um, there was just this really sweet innocence, so the object that I had was the swamp cooler, they're sitting out there all cleaned up on the west porch. And so we wrote each other a, a note about what we loved about each other. <laughs> Dear Swampy. <laughs> and I realized I really, I mean, it was really beautiful because I could have the projections on both sides, but there had this relationship that built over the whole summer. And, oh. and then I got to clean them, which was sort of perfect, mm-hmm. you know. And um, the image was like, you know, if you're a parent, or I guess for me, I was a much older brother, if you hear little kids with each other, maybe playing by themselves in their room, and they're just talking, and this is this really unselfconscious, really sweet, um, kind of fun, just really, like, honoring, respecting, when, I don't know, there's just this, and, but, it, but my letters, it didn't feel childish. I mean, it reminded me of a childlike kind of thing, but it didn't feel childish. And I guess that's what really struck me by taking on it in is like, oh, that's what I am. Like, I am that experience that I'm having right now. Because mm-hmm. my question is, you know, what would, you, what would choose not love? Mm-hmm. And so that, that keeps turning me to, well, not, I wouldn't. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so it keeps turning me to love. And then, it, I mean, it almost felt like opening up a, a big room that I don't get to be in very often. Mm-hmm. And it was so, so enjoyable. It was almost like, how, how am I not in this more often? I mean, there were some things that were familiar, some enthusiasm and things like that, but there was a different quality that was just like a massive gift. Well, does it seem like it's one of those um, experiences that we have in practice where you kind of been closed in on this for a while? 
Right? And then things just sort of come together and mm. there's the experience and now it's available to you. You know you've had it in the past, mm-hmm. but didn't recognize it as a thing. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. That's an interesting process. Had the experience before, but didn't recognize it as a thing. Does it? Well, yeah. I mean, I think... I don't know, yeah. I mean, I felt like I got introduced... Yeah, it's like I had the experience, but then I got formally introduced to it or something like that. Yeah, or when you're in the experience today, you realize, well, this is familiar. I felt this way before. Uh Uh-huh. But when you felt it before, you didn't really recognize it for what it was. Yeah. And and now you realize what it is. And I got to hang out there for quite a while in that the way that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like just and it was so clear that I I didn't make any of that happen. I mean it was so clear I just got kind of guided into this place. I was available to it, however that works, closing in on it over a long period of time. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, oh, and really seeing it as, oh, that is what, that's what we are. It was a real nice contrast to what would uh, choose not love, that kind of efforting and trying and, you know, criticizing and judging. It was like, yeah, it's really sometimes nice to have that highlighted so clearly. Yes, and to realize, so what, uh, what did you do? You, you were open to saying I love you to a swamp cooler. <laughs> right? Now we can see why, say, out in the world, what happens a It could, and they'd be a lot happier, uh, but again, we're trained not to do that. We're conditioned not to do that. We're, we, it gets very, very clear what is what. I mean, even to the point of, yes, uh, that the ducky is really cute, and yes, the uh, duck with whatever sauce, uh, well, yeah, that, well, yeah, they, they are. But, um, and so the kinds of distancing from life until it, it's just, uh, it's laid out for us what it is okay to, to, to relate to. Yeah. And you can own a swamp cooler, it's fine. You know, in summer it's just an intelligent thing to do. And it's intelligent to take care of it because they, they're expensive. And if you have to buy one, so you take care of it to whatever degree, depending on what kind of person you are. Um, but that's the relationship. It's something that is utilitarian, and uh, that's it. And if we consider how many things in our lives we are allowed to have anything other than that kind of relationship with, compared to, say, how many things in our lives bring us joy, but we don't think of it that way. Mm-hmm. Reminds me how you talk about, you go around and talk to everybody and anything. Yeah. That relationship all they the time. They all know. I, mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I uh, uh, before it started raining, um, the car had been neglected for a really long time. And um, and so I was bathing it. And, uh, and we were just having a whole thing <laughs> about, uh, you know, that I had, I, I had been in my phone. It was really true, but it didn't mean I didn't love it. And now, look at you. Look at how shiny you are. Mm-hmm. Take a little snapshot. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's happy. Yeah, that's exactly what was going on. Mm-hmm. Like a fr- it was like we were talking to each other like friends. Yeah, yeah, and why not? You, you know, <laughs> again, in a conditioned reality, that's wacko. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this is a practice that, that, uh, that is identified as non-dual. It is a non-separate reality that we live in. So uh, it's the uh, there is nothing that is not God. So God takes many, many, many forms, obviously, but it's only our uh, egocentric, dualistic mind 
that divides things up and says this is important and this isn't and um, I look at it like crazy in your dinner uh, or uh, you know that tree drops stuff and it so we cut it down that kind of attitude uh, it's it's very easy to see how people then just simply begin to apply that to other humans yeah to yourself Oh, yes. I mean, when you were saying that about the tree, I was just like, and then, of course, that's going on here. Yes. Just completely being, you know, for me, ignored or shut down or haven't seen you for a long time. You probably need a bath, yeah. Yeah. I was out uh, the other day walking and uh, came across a very large rattlesnake in the road. Um, And I was... I was doing everything I could to get that snake to get off of that road, and it was just not inclined to do it. And cars kept coming by, so I'm out there directing traffic, and the reactions from people, and one fellow, in fact, started turning his truck. Here, I'll take care of it. And it's just, yeah, it's just such a... you are you are dangerous. I'm afraid of you. You need to die. Uh, yeah, and that's what ego is always saying to anything about life. Yes, anything that threatens ego. Yeah. And if we threaten ego. Yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. sorry. just made the connection between a favorite childhood memory and something that happened today and it was, they were both completely magical um, there was a, a I guess it was a rainstorm or something in the winter or a sleet storm and all of the trees were encrusted in ice mm-hmm. and then the sun came out Mm-hmm. Oh. And I was in trance. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else was interested, but I was like, look at this. Mm-hmm. And um, today, when we did our I love you, do you love me? I had this idea about what I was going to do, and, and all these things were calling to me including what kind of tree is it? It looks like it's Japanese. It has these pink sort of fronds with little hairs on them. It's right out here. The pine tree? The smoke tree. The smoke smoke tree? The smoke tree. Okay, the smoke tree. Those little hairy frond things were holding these perfect drops of water. Thousands of them. Thousands of them just all over, and they were glittering in the sun, and it was out of this world. (laughs) And it loved you. I think it loved me for noticing. I think it just loved you for being. Okay. (laughs) Didn't it feel that way? Really, when you were there with it, wasn't it just, wasn't it just love? No. No, I felt that I really loved it. Uh, well, I think you, if you go back and check tomorrow, I, I have a feeling it'll have information for you. Because what you said that was so fascinating was, all these things were calling to me. All these things were calling me. Right? And that's the feeling of, of of that being a part of, being in that relationship with. And the one thing that works for me at home when I'm really stuck is I live by thousands of acres of open space and five minutes from my house and I just go out and lie on the earth. It's not like lying in my backyard. It's like you've got to be up there in the wild. And, and the energy. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's, it, of course, it was to 
me why I love doing this kind of stuff because there is that experience of that's what we are. And when we were children, it was just so obvious there wasn't there wasn't anything else going on. Right? I mean, we just did live in magic. And then to be able to return to it, and to be able to return to it consciously. What a gift. Um, <clears throat> well, a couple of things. Um, I, I haven't done the um, childhood memory thing, but that um, what, that skidamarinky uh, dinky you do <laughs> that just like open the open the floodgates and you know and just all these memories that flooded flooded in and that's just really fun and I agree. A lot of times it would be. Um, I, I would go to memories when I was older, and I think it's because it's, it has that childlike quality to it. Yes, that's what it was going on Yeah, it really is the same thing. And then today, um, um, what I saw in the um, I love you, do you love me, is, uh, you know, that the first tree that I went to said, um, I was, I was um, made in love. I was given in love. And um, and then I went down and looked at that big oak at the pavilion. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And um, and that tree, well, that tree made me. That, I mean, I just sat there, sort of in in that place of this. This tree is. The tree is a manifestation of love. The tree is a manifestation of God. I mean, I even went, you know, God made man in his image. And I thought, well, maybe we got that wrong. Maybe (laughs) maybe a tree, you know, like, who knows? Maybe trees made trees in tree's image. Yeah. You know, we're just catching up. (laughs) What did you say? Everything is... um, Everything is God, or God is in everything? There there isn't anything that isn't God. Okay, well, when I was with that tree, and and really all the trees, that's what it felt like. It felt like it is. Mm -hmm. Like, that is. And and I am, and everybody is. and, um, And then to get to come back and do the art, that was really fun, and of course I did that tree with my art project. Of course, and it was so much fun, and um, yeah. So anyway, so I have this this question: Do you remember that song? Yeah, you remember that song, Jimmy Durant? Jimmy Durante. What was it? Yeah, I can't believe it. I've never heard that. Well, he sang it in a real in a Jimmy Durante thing. I think it was Jimmy Durante. I can do it right now. Well, I'm pretty sure it was him. I could be wrong, but that's that's yeah. I just I couldn't. I yeah. I think I'm older than anybody, and yeah, they have to be able to remember that song. What happened? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that was that was fun. Yeah, all of that was fun, and and then even listing. Well, we were seeing the positive and negative of both parents. Well, that was really fun. Because I, I really got to see myself in that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the qualities that I have, I could see. I, I felt really, really fortunate. Mm-hmm. Like, fortunate for what I'd been given, and, um, you know, and and um, anyway, it was just a good day. A good day. A good day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that was that. No, thank you. Right. So the the most uh, well, a very striking thing today was just really having first a really obvious experience of that the you know a shift in attention changes everything, and that there's no requirement to stay stuck or 
there were just there was just so many and you know my koan was what's that one thing and um, every day it was something different and it was like you know I mean my recorder is a treasure trove of of one thing sites. Yeah. And like one day it's oh it's that magic. It's all about that magic. And um and there were a couple times when I was doing my loop walk and I just um, broke into a run because I had so much energy. <laughs> and I know it it was just that that freedom of um, that lightness and that excitement and that energy is just so exciting to, to feel that. And and the uh, the components of that you were present. Right? Yeah. I guess that would be singular then, wouldn't it? <laughs> All that was required is that you were really there in the experience that you were having. And the energy is just... Yeah, yeah. And I was... And and I've been practicing so much here. And it was coming, coming out of that... Oh, I just I was just thinking how I, I just just being just participating in all the different I mean just really I wanna say trying hard, but I don't know if it's about the trying, but just you know, I had that there was that kind of urgency there, like, oh what's that one thing? And I I really wanna find what that is. I, you know, I want to do everything here and, and, it, and, and is it, it feels like the urgency has calmed down? Well, it, no, it feels like a, a positive kind of urgency, like eagerness. Yeah, yeah, like to, to I want to stay with that koan when I go home too, like what's that one thing to really remember? Like, I want that. What's that one thing? Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I'm just restraining. I'm practicing restraint and religious observances. So I so want to jump into your come on, but I'm not going to do it. Oh, go for it. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, but I, I confess I am excited about the, the, uh, the, the present aspect of it. That the that it seems like what what you're what you're discovering is that when you're present, then you have what you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The um, lack of the voices. Yes. The voices aren't there. Yeah. There's there's beauty, there's magic, there's wonder, there's possibility, there's... Yeah. Yeah. I like that place. So, I I think I might have had some, like, trauma from a past life or something, because I swear, like, I was feeling really, like, so moved by everything everyone was saying here tonight, and so just, like, feeling good. And it's weird when you turn to that figurine and said, do you love me? I love you. It was like the sensation that just jumped out of my chest, like, um, like revulsion or like, oh my God. Uh, Did the word cult come to you? <laughs> and pagan idolatry. Pagan idolatry. <laughs> Well, I mean, in this life, who cares? But, I mean, these 
I don't know where this comes from, but I just wanted to get it out and give you any feedback. Or <laughs> you don't have control over what a past life crapola was. Right. Well, it is just interesting to watch to watch that kind of reaction, right? I mean, who knows where it comes from, right? And it's like it wasn't even a thought or a judgment, or it was like this thing in my chest was like, and it like, <laughs> it was like totally a sensation. Yeah, it wasn't like I, as if I held up a crucifix, <laughs> and the devil had to, you know. Like <laughs> I I don't know I, I don't think so that might be something I don't, I haven't really thought of that what, well <laughs> what I'm what I'm kind of kidding about is that you're describing this this thing that's inside you that goes <laughs> at the sight of somebody turning to something like this and saying I love you so what what is that what is that that is so threatened by something so utterly benign. And yet, utterly benign, and yet, with deep overtones, would it be overtones or undertones? <laughs> deep uh, possible uh, spiritual significance. Wait, Sally? <laughs> I think I missed the thing you were saying. Well, the, the, that kind of reaction to something. That, that that could be so the whole thing about the crucifix and the, the is it a real vampire a vampire right it, it can't it can't stand it because it can't stand the holiness is this right no, I'm not really no, schooled in vampire I think this is it right and so it's the one thing that that symbol of holiness it cannot it just cannot abide. It just, right? Are you with me? I don't think I am. Just because it's like, it, I don't know if I understand it or have any. It just well, yeah, it yes. jumped out at me. Like, yes, I don't either. Let's be clear about that. But the way you described it was, it's not a thought. It was just, a, it was just a thing that happened. That, uh, uh, at the side of that. So, what that reminded me of was that same kind of vampire and crucifix. So, is there something, because you, 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 you are often appalled by, now I've never gotten to pagan idolatry, uh, but the cult, uh, the whole uh, weirdness of everything that we do is often <laughs> appalling. Um, and and yet this seemed like a more direct uh, something is threatened by the religious nature of it or the spiritual nature of it. Ooh, get that away from me. Get, get it away from me. I I'm just trying a, a blank because it just came. I I don't. I don't even know what to say. But I am, I'm kind of going through this phase of now, like, saying things out loud to you and her your group that are, I feel uncomfortable with. So, like, so, which I, like, yeah, well, and what's interesting to me about this is it didn't seem like you were uncomfortable with it. You were more interested or surprised by the reaction. It's not like you were having a reaction. Exactly. Yeah. You were surprised by that reaction. Yeah. Yes. And so to me, I think it would be interesting to see if there if you're kind of catching on to something, that there's something that is threatened by anything that is spiritual or religious or that has any of those uh, aspects to it. Whatever that is is threatened, and what it says to you is, it's a cult, get out of here, it's, uh, it's weird, it's dangerous, it's, and it's talking to you about those things, rather than you actually thinking that yourself. 
Yeah, and it's not talking, but there's a big sensation. Yes. Well, it's giving the message, uh, whether it uses words or not. And it's always harder, and we can think of more past, like when it's words, like it, a word conversation, I don't really think, oh my god, this is a past life thing, but when it's like this out of nowhere, like reaction, I don't know. Like that, that's why I brought that up, because it's like, they're not even words. Yes, and and so my encouragement is just to be interested in it, not not to take it on particularly. Yeah, and, and bringing, and, and then just bringing it up, I wanted it like, yeah. And so that can be kind of a colon. It's like, well, what is so threatening about that? What is what is threatening about that? Not not intellectually asking the question, but just, well, that's interesting. Why why should that be threatening? Why? You, you know, I'm I'm endlessly fascinated by the things that people care about, and and get really worked up about. Get really worked up about, are willing to to kill people over, right? About things they think. Why do you care? So, and not in a. I don't mean that. That could sound judgmental, and I actually no, didn't mean no. it that way. But it's just interesting. How could somebody work up enough oomph about that to have that kind of emotional reaction to it? Yeah, because that's why like phobias are like. I mean, in quotes, fat is not pleasant to have them, but I mean, it's like really challenging and interesting to work with with phobia things because they're, it's like, yeah, yeah, why that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So in that same way. Yeah. So I think I'm going to say, I'm going to investigate idol phobia and just like give it a name. Well, yes, I and mean, even that, that idol, what, what does that even mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very good. <laughs> you 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 Google vampires and Christmas. <laughs> no, I'm gonna Google swamp cooler. I know you Yeah, um so I've just been playing with, I guess this word, as, during group with kind of staying in the present and then kind of thinking about what I might ask. And yeah, I guess it's just been interesting. And going in and out? Yeah, yeah, because I can get a little bit into, well, I'll bring up this issue now. And then it's like, well, no, now I'm out of the moment. You know, uh-huh. like I'm not here for this moment. Um, so I don't really know what to say <laughs> now that I've been called upon. But we've got a, a, a wide range of topics. <laughs> 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 I, I, you know, yeah. I mean, I, I, I was in a. To me, this group is very uncult like What attracted me to it? So actually. Don't listen to her then. <laughs> 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 it's kind of big and, you know, I don't know. There's something that's well, it, Yeah, you know, the, the difference between us and cults, <laughs> one big difference that you can tell, we don't ask people to believe anything. And in fact, we go in exactly the opposite direction yeah. of attempting to take belief systems away from people. So uh, it's hard to have a cult <laughs> when, you, when you, all you're doing is getting people not to believe anything. <laughs> it's an iffy cult direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was in a very small spiritual practice before this that didn't turn out too well. So I. Yeah, I guess I appreciate this one a lot, especially, I think, being present, which is what I've been practicing this week, but I feel like it grounds us in here. Yes. It's not just grounded in ideas, it's like, okay, let's just be in our bodies and be together. Feet on the ground. Feet on the ground, love, hug trees, you know. <laughs> um, it sounds like a, like a good way to live. I mean, it, you know, for those of us who struggle with the more... Um, in the head life, you know, I mean, maybe some people can function with that, but I don't, I don't thrive in a, I even had to change my career because I, I worked a lot in front of a computer 
And I realized that I was just much happier when I'm working with people. Really? You know, kind of more in the moment with people. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. And so to be, uh, so I actually spoke with two people today, not not with these people, but spoke with two people who told me about people in their lives who are suicidal. Mm-hmm. And and they are suicidal because they are just so overwhelmed and stressed by life that they just they just would rather not be here. And uh, and so people will say, you know, so what what do you think I should say? What should I say? Send them to us. Mm-hmm. You know, after a month of being here, just talking to trees and walking around in nature and um, quiet and uh, um, you know things tend to slow down and there's more space between all of those things and of course that's not going to be popular with anybody it's amazing that people would rather commit suicide anyway so yes and even a week of being in this kind of environment is just so much easier to recognize this for what it is the, the stuff in the head and, and to feel how much happier and more pleasant it is just beautiful. Well, yeah, and to, I think what really assisted me this week was having these different opportunities to really practice um, with the, having a lot of working meditation, the sitting time to really, okay, what is hard about this moment? Mm-hmm. You know, can I love myself in this moment? What will, you know, here I am, like I'm, I'm uh, oiling the, whatever the door it's like this is it you know you have those moments especially now that as I get older like this is it this is as good as life gets like this moment and so what would it take for this moment to be a great moment because um, this is this is it like there's and I kind of feel weird because if you start to feel more content like, I think my life has been organized around trying to create experiences. Even though all the years I've been coming here, you talk about, you can have it inside you, but I think I've um, been more effective this time in sustaining it than I have before. Um, it's cumulative. Yeah, cumulative, exactly. Uh, but it's a weird thing, like, okay, well, so eating, eating used to be a huge thing even at the monastery I look forward to. And now it's like, well, it's just another thing we're doing. Like, uh-huh. yeah, I don't know, it gets confused. We sit, we walk, we eat, we sleep. Like, there isn't that looking forward to energy that I think I'm, I'm comfortable with or have been comfortable with. Mm-hmm. There's actually a funny thing in Zen about that. Somebody saying, well, why do you sit? And the answer is, well... Because we can't always stand. <laughs> <laughs> so we sit and then we stand and then we lie down. <laughs> it's also sort of simple. You have one practical question, which I can also email, but. Because um, I'm finding that you know, the sitting is really helpful, and I do the virtual meditation. But there is a another Zen practice near me that has a like a 6 a.m. sit every day, and I know it's like a 30 minute. I mean, can we sit with another Zen? That's the kind of cult we are. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Is it short? I was just getting ready to say goodnight. Yes. Okay. It's um, this week has I've found me again. I've 
found that there aren't boundaries and found that no boundaries that you know we're all the same that it's home again good feels so And I can do it when I leave. Yes. Well, it, it's good to, for us to know that we can't do it. Yeah. But it is available. Mm-hmm.